from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan on a Friday. I'm Tim Donnelly. Graham, back producing the show today. Dennis Cox, Dennis Cox getting a uh, head start on the weekend. You know, it's funny because uh, you just heard it, right? The intro to the show. We start every day. The, the first clip you hear is Bryce Young being picked number one by the Carolina Panthers. And, and it's hard to almost go back in time. That wasn't that long ago. But there was a point in time in the, the lead up to the draft where betting odds and even some, some public perception was swinging towards C.J. Stroud as the number one pick or Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis. You know, looking back, it's it's it feels like it was Bryce Young and always Bryce Young, but there there were moments where C.J. Stroud threw his name in the hat, right? Well, after his preseason, C.J. Stroud's preseason debut last night, it has never been more obvious that the Panthers made the right decision taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, and that is absolutely no chance, zero percent chance that that's an overreaction to one preseason game in four attempts, right? Not even four times. What was it? Two for three for two or two for four? Two for, for three, like 15, 13 to 13, 13 yards. yards. Yep. 13 yards. That an interception on the first drive. Yep. But, it, but instead of overreacting to that, you could just say it does kind of lower the bar for Bryce Young this weekend, right? Or raises it. I, well, I don't know. Because, about well, here's the thing that me and Paul were talking about off the air. Now you don't want to get into a whole. Oh, if Bryce Young throws a pick, he's just as bad as C.J. Stroud. The two drop, the two top picks in the league were watches, and that's obviously not true. It's preseason, but still, I feel like now this doesn't put more pressure on Bryce Young. But obviously, you, <laughs> Bryce Young turns the ball over once, everybody's going to lose their minds. Yes, but maybe, he'll, but he'll maybe. have he'll have somebody to share it with, right? If you if you if he throws an interception on the sure. first drive, it's not oh my gosh, Bryce Young is terrible. It's oh my gosh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are terrible, yeah. right? And and if you just get a field goal on your first drive or don't throw an interception on your first drive, you just it, score. It's it's hey, look at this, look at this, not as bad as C.J. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN analyst, former front office executive with the the Jets and Dolphins. Well, he's. He's making some observations about what C.J. Stroud did last night. The speed of the game was just too fast for C.J. Stroud. That's the bad news is, the good news is, that could be, game can slow down based on time and experience, but be it the sack or certainly the interception, he was just late in decision-making. He was late with his tempo. Even on the sack here, you could just see that he wasn't prepared for these defensive linemen to be on him so quickly. This is very normal for a rookie quarterback, and if you're used to you're fortunate that this happened in a preseason game, not in a regular season game. Here's the thing. Forever and ever and ever, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be linked. right? Just like uh, any other quarterbacks that were taken number one and number two. Andrew Luck in RG3, Jameis and Mariota. Right? They're, they're always going to be linked and compared. It just happens. The Patriots might be the worst team to debut against. Right, So if they're going to be linked, you have to look at the context. It's not just C.J. Stroud had 13 yards passing, eight of them came on his first completion, and, and the rest was really ugly. Like That's not just what it is. The Patriots, their defense is notoriously confusing. 
right? Most teams stay very vanilla in the preseason, right? They, they want to see players play. They want to see them be instinctual. So they, they try not to, to make it too much of a, um, a thinking man's game. Also, they don't want to show regular season opponents what their defense is going to look like in the regular season. So they just keep it very plain. The Patriots, like very vanilla for them, is still very confusing. Yeah. Because they they are the definition of and always have been under Belichick of of you know we are very game plan specific right they don't have a system they change things they adjust things they disguise things so it's bad luck for C J Stroud that that's who he was up against first but it doesn't change the first impression and first impressions they do matter right especially because. The thing C.J. Stroud was, was or not C.J. Stroud, the thing people were concerned about with C.J. Stroud was just that, processing, uh, high-level football recognition, high-level football IQ. Remember the whole S2 uh, test that he oh didn't do gosh. very well on? The SAT of football, apparently? Of, of But it's it's like half video game, half reaction test, half uh, uh, Wonderlick, it, it's this new S2 test, and he didn't do well on it, right? Where it was, like an 18% or something like that. And then, of course, the Ohio State thing, which is Ryan Day's offense is so quarterback-friendly that you don't have to make a lot of quick decisions. You you kind of know and find wide-open wide receivers very early. So, so the question for C.J. Stroud was, can he compute at a high level? Then he goes right into his first preseason game and has dealt the Patriots, which is bad luck, and he makes a couple bad decisions while computing quickly, and his offensive line isn't helping. They're, they're letting pressure through, so he has to speed up his computing ability even more. Tough one. One game, tough one. I was also going to say, nothing against the Texans. They certainly don't have the worst offensive line in the league this year, but it's certainly not the best. Yeah. I, I would I, I would rather take my chances with Savala and Iki Aquanu <laughs> On my offensive line, if I'm Bryce Young, then anybody on the Texas offensive line right now. So there's there's two more points I want to make here, and one of them has to do with what you just said. Um, the C.J. Stroud issue was computing, and when until he proves that 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 is not an issue, it's going to be a concern, right? So Houston Texans fans are nervous. I don't think you should be smashing the panic button, but the thing that you were concerned about hasn't been proven to be incorrect yet, right? Bryce Young, what is the thing? The thing is his size. The thing is he is small, right? If you stand next to him, he looks much smaller than you would expect an NFL quarterback to look like. So he has to start from preseason game one, proving that's not an issue. What that means is, you know, if three of his first four passes are tipped at the line or something like that, Carolina Panthers fans are going to be standing right next to Texans fans being concerned. However, if he's... Uh, you know, maneuvering in the pocket, making the throws, and, and it doesn't appear to be an issue, you can start kind of uh, dissolving those fears. The other thing is exactly what, what uh, Graham referenced. The Texans' offensive line is not the worst in the league. However, they did not play many starters on the offensive line last night. I would make it a, a rule. If my starting quarterback is out there, everyone that is healthy on the starting lineup is out there. Because... You don't want, like, as much as it's one preseason game, and trust me, I hear you, it's one preseason game. And they he played whatever it was, two drives, right? As much as I understand that that is nothing, it is something, right? It's it's a first impression. It's 
part of his audition. It's it's you know you still haven't named him the week one starter. It does mean something, and you didn't give him every opportunity to be successful because you had a lot of backups in, uh, up front, and those guys were getting manhandled by the Patriots. And Tim, as someone who played quarterback, I hope you can agree it makes you comfortable in the pocket already. Well, well yes, and and it's you know you wanted to like. And maybe this is a flaw of mine, right? I didn't make it to the NFL, played in college. Uh, like I, when you know somebody is matched up, like you know, say the 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 one read is to the right, or you assume you know pre-snap it looks like it's going to be zone, and if it's zone, you that you have your zone beaters to the right. You you know, as a right-handed quarterback, you got to trust that left tackle to protect your blind side. You just trust them, right? You just hey, I trust you. In the NFL, there's such a big difference between a starting left tackle and a backup left tackle. It's like, how much do you trust him, right? Do you do you take the time to find the right read? Do you trust him to take the time, or are you looking over there going, I better get rid of this thing quick? Or is your internal alarm clock going off too fast? So, so Panthers, learn from what happened last night with C.J. Stroud. If you're going to have Bryce Young in there, you're going to have him trying to execute high-level reads, make sure the starters are out there with him. Because it's nothing. It's one preseason game. But just don't make it a distraction. Don't make the conversations we're having right now about C.J. Stroud be the questions we're having on Monday about Bryce Young. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away Stanford and Cal they're not being desperate enough to join the ACC I, I it seems first of all the, the will they won't they thing is has been going on and it looks like it's going to continue to go on right that this the ACC and Stanford and Cal are uh like the cheers version of of Sam and Diane or uh, 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 Ross and Rachel, I guess, for, for more recent. Right? That they are the will they, won't they? Are they going to get together? Are they, They're perfect for each other. Oh, they're terrible for each other. Oh, they need each other. Oh, they're better without. There's a real will they, won't they thing going on. And uh, to me, Stanford and Cal are not being desperate enough. They're not groveling enough. They're not asking enough. They're not begging enough. The ACC... They're very obviously on the fence about bringing in Stanford and Cal, right? Because we're getting reports of these teams want in, these teams don't want them. Notre Dame is asking everyone to bring them in. Uh, Florida State is voting no. This team's voting no. That team's voting no. This team's saying, where's our financial benefit of bringing them in? How much of a boost are we going to get? And and so we know that they're having legit 
uh, questions. Matter of fact, here's Adam Rittenberg, ESPN uh, college football writer and insider, on why the AC, why the ACC is hesitant to add Cal and Stanford. The Big Ten could have added them, and they said no. Uh, they, they 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 did that twice, and you know, just from a, a broadcasting, a branding standpoint. Cal and Stanford don't move the needle uh, as much as the schools that have moved conferences uh, from the Pac-12, you know, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington. They're not there in the eyes of the broadcasting companies, media companies, but they're great academic schools. They're incredible overall athletic departments, especially Stanford, but even Cal, you know, both of those uh, places supply a lot of Olympians no to the U.S. teams and, and even international teams. And so, I think there's certainly some attractiveness from the president's standpoint to be affiliated with them, but it's also a logistical challenge of you know, having to to send all your teams to the Bay Area. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's going to be expensive, and and they don't exactly pay for themselves like some of these other additions have. Here's why they're not being desperate enough, right? All of those reasons are legit for the Atlantic Coast Conference, right? The, all the will will they should they are they going to yes no and the ACC can have all the debates they want. Stanford and Cal, you know, there's an article on ESPN.com right now. It says, as Stanford and Cal await a decision from the ACC about possible membership, the Mountain West Conference remains on standby, ready to respond however those dominoes fall. The Mountain West Conference has found itself in a position of strength and stands as a potential landing spot for the remaining four Pac-12 schools, that being Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Now, here's here's my analogy there. And, and if you've been listening to the show, you know uh, I love an analogy. Um, did you watch Entourage, Graham, or is that before your time? Probably before my okay. time. So, so it's all about a movie star, right? Think like it's um, Wahlberg or uh, Leo DiCaprio, something like that, right? That's the main character. And a lot of it has to do with the interactions with his agent. And during a downturn in this movie stars, Vin- Vinny Chase, for those of you who know are talking about, uh, downturn in his career, the agent presents him with job offers. And one of them's like, you can be uh, the the fun uncle in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. You can, you can uh, star along Beethoven, the big old dog, right? And, and then he hits him with, this would be funny, right? These offers we could laugh about if they didn't think they could actually get you, right? These like made for TV, direct to VHS movies, if they offered you a, a, a role, we could sit here and talk about them and we could laugh about them if they didn't think you would actually consider taking these roles, which makes it a, like a little sad, right? A little bit of a problem. Yeah. We need to build your career back up to the point where right, Scorsese and Spielberg want to work with you, not a, a, a big old dog in a movie about like the hijinks of children. If I'm Stanford and Cal, having the Mountain West waiting for you, it's like, oh, that could be funny, right? Ah, ha, ha. They're going to put you alongside Utah State and San Diego State. Ha, ha, ha. Except they actually think they can get you, right? They're waiting because if, if the ACC doesn't, doesn't bend or, or break and let you in, they think they can get you. So we, like, that's a problem. Right. If the options out there for Stanford and Cal are the low rung on the ladder in the Atlantic Coast Conference or the top dog in the Mountain West, the answer better be the ACC by a mile. 
right? That's like saying uh, or asking a baseball player, do you want to be the, the eighth in the batting lineup in the bigs or do you want to be batting third in AAA? No disrespect to AAA. Everyone with a brain is taking the major leagues, right? No disrespect to the Bulls, but the, it's, it's, I'm going to the bigs, right? Unless the Mountain West takes the Pac-12s place in the power five and they get things like the auto bid to the uh, an eventual expanded college football playoff or more media money unless that happens you take the acc every single time and you make it happen you grovel if you need to you beg if you need to you make offers if you need to and i'm curious as to why we're not getting those reports right i'm all we hear about is the acc debating well should they should well like, when is Stanford and Cal going to come back to the negotiation table with, oh, if, if you're still on the fence, we can do this. We can provide that. Like, what do you need us to do? If I'm the ACC at this point, I might even call their bluff. Like, oh, you want to go to the Mountain West? Fine. This is the best you can do. This is the best offer you can accept, or this is the most you're willing to, to, to do for us. All right, go, go to the Mountain West. We'll, we'll talk to you later if, you know, if we're looking for a group of five, uh, you know, non-conference opponents so we can, uh, you know, get ourselves a W, we'll, we'll, we'll call you up in a few years. That That's where it stands. When you need the money because you're sitting with a Mountain West media deal, let us know. We'll kick you a couple hundred to come, a couple hundred grand to come, come play against us. That's how a group of five teams get treated. They're, they're the pay games, right? They're the buy games. So, so I, I'm just I'm waiting for the reports that that Stanford and Cal are doing something that shows me they understand the urgency of the situation. Right, I, I can understand the ACC being hesitant. Uh, at this point, I think they need to be decisive. Right, either do the thing or get off the pot. If you know what I'm saying, but but I don't know why Stanford and Cal wouldn't be urgent. The options are drying up. Oh, the the Big Ten might want them. No, no. The Big 12 might want them. You want to go to the Big 12. They got a billion teams in the Big 12, and and you'd be, I mean, I think the Big 12 is getting a lot of credit for, for kind of saving themselves. Make no mistake about it. They were reeling when Texas and Oklahoma left or announced they're leaving, and they will be reeling when they do leave. If I'm Stanford and Cal, I'm desperate for the Atlantic Coast Conference. And it's it's, you know, if you're going to play hard to get, now's not the time. You play hard to get when you have options. You don't play hard to get when you have a option, right? A normal, uh, 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 one attractive option that's significantly better than all the rest. You don't do it then. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 